0: Doing testimony, uh, different people from our community are going to be sharing different stories, different things that God has done, and I, I just want to read. Um, ben already touched on the verse in in Revelation 12, uh, but there's another verse in, in Revelation that one of our one of my friends has uh, has often quoted, and it and it's um, in Revelation 19, verse 10, uh, the last part of it. He uh, well, I'll read it all. John he says, Then I fell down at his feet, an angel's feet, to worship him. But he said to me, You must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. And then John says, For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so tonight, different people are going to be sharing things that God has done in their lives, um, th- different things about who he is um, and how he's manifested that in, in their lives. And I want to encourage you tonight. We're not. Uh, we're going to be. We're going to be celebrating. We should celebrate with our brothers and sisters. Um, not only in their stories, but in our own too. Uh, but here we have this verse: "For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy." When we testify to what Jesus has done, when we testify about who He is, um, it it makes the way for God to to do that again in other people's lives. Um, and, our, and and so as as people come up and share about what God has done in their life, I'm fully expecting that that God wants to. Um, to bring uh, whatever, to release whatever He has done in their lives into into ours. So if if people come up and share about whatever, about addiction, I believe that God wants to 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 release that through them, to, to break any addictions that are that are in this place tonight, um, or or whatever it is. Um, and so the first person that I want to invite up in in the spirit of that. So rejoice, um, celebrate, and and be expectant for the Holy Spirit. It, it, he loves to testify about Jesus. That's what he does. All right, Dennis, brother Dennis, please.
1: Praise Jesus. Amen. Um, I got like a crick in my neck so if you see me like doing like this. Right, everybody point your hand towards me and let's get it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I receive it. So I got some music. So like, um, like you can get this ready. It's number one. Hey man, music. Um, I'm a rap too, if yeah. I want <laughs> to. Or, if this is easier, it's on here. I can't... P- <laughs> I I can't prepare. It's the only thing on there. I emptied it out just for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um I mean, where do I start? God has done so much in my life over the past 2 years. I've only been in Minnesota for 2 years. And it's like it was it was the best decision in my life. Like right now I can look back and say that it was God drawing me here, you know? Like at first I didn't know. I was still trapped in sin, I was still like following the life i guess i don't know you know i was just living a lifestyle that the world views as right you know smoking drinking and doing all the things that my flesh wanted me to do but i know that god like he's the reason that i'm here so i grew up in chicago and um my mom was on drugs my dad was on drugs so we we grew up with hearts that didn't trust people you know we grew up with hearts that was rejecting to people, you know, because it was like a lot of people that came into our life and then they'll leave out of our life. And we witnessed it and we experienced it with our parents. So I'm talking about my siblings. So we experienced it with our parents. So like everyone else, we just didn't want to open up to them, you know. So I grew up thinking it was just like me against the world, you know. My grandma, she raised me in church. I grew up in a Baptist church. So like we wasn't really exposed to like what i'm exposed to now like the power of the holy spirit (laughs) so (laughs) which is really cool so uh, we wasn't exposed to that at a young age you know like but i was taught not to play with god i was taught that god was a holy god and like my grandma she used to do this thing and she's like you lying we were like no we ain't lying she's like put your head on the bible i was like no what's gonna happen i will put my head on the bible (laughs) like no i don't think i want to put my head on the bible (laughs) so so yeah like um i don't know like God has done so much from 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 like the person that I was then and the person that I am now is like totally different. Like just living that lifestyle and growing up in the projects, quote unquote projects. Um, like I end up getting into gangs, I end up getting into drugs and just living that lifestyle, you know, just living a life of just full of sin, just complete darkness, you know, and I came here and the most amazing thing happened to me. Like, I got a felony in my background, so when I first came here, I was like, man, I'm not going to be able to get a job and this and that, you know, and, like, so I was like, I want to be a caretaker because I got a particular set of skills that enables me to do a lot of stuff, you know, so I was like, okay, I want to be a caretaker, so I had applied for, I was applying, I was sending my resumes out, applying, and I had sent my fingerprints to the FBI, like it was. A, it was I had to pass a back. I had to pass a drug test, so that was crazy. I ain't gonna tell you all that story how I passed the drug test. So, I, so I had to send my fingerprints to the FBI. So I was like at home, like worried. I was like, man, it ain't nowhere in the world I'm gonna get this job. I'm sending my fingerprints to the FBI. I know they got my record, you know. So, so like when the fingerprints came back. They was like, the, the the lady from the job called me and was like, we want to hire you. Your fingerprints came back clear. They was like, they can't find no record. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? Now that's something only God can do. And my grandma, she always told me, no matter what, always acknowledge God. Always acknowledge that he's alive. You know, always always keep keep him in your heart, you know? So that's what I felt like I've done in my life. But it's something... About having head knowledge with God and a relationship with God, it's totally different, you know. Like, so I grew up having head knowledge with God, and figured that I had Him in my heart, but now I got a relationship with God, and so now I know I have Him in my heart, you know. So, so it's totally different, you know. So I got the job, end up getting a job, and like I don't know, like it, it was just, it was just, it was just amazing after that. So I encounter, I don't know if anybody here, well, some people probably know Pastor Mike, the Pastor Redeeming Love so i was walking up the street and pastor mike was like god loves you you know and the bible say you will know the truth when you hear it and the truth will set you free that's exactly what happened that him telling me that resonated so much in my heart that god loved me i was like wow how you know did god just say you that you know and like <laughs> From that point on, I encountered some crazy Christians, John Tolo, you know, and kind of John Tolo and his crew, and 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 now I'm encountering a love that's loving me with no motive behind the love, you know. It's no reason that they was loving me; it's just the that the love of God compelled them to love me, you know. So like, it set me free, you know. Like I, it was like <laughs> it's the best thing that ever happened to me. So yeah, so you can, you can play the music anytime. <laughs> Praise Jesus so this is like this is like my love song to to god from god everything i do is like a it comes straight from the secret place so hey look l-o-v-e whatever you make with love is the perfect recipe he saw the best in me because that's what love do at first i was down and out But now I'm living proof. So now I live the truth. Yes, I'm walking by faith. When you going through, he pick you up and he walk in your place. For your presence, I wait. Lord, open up the floodgates. You got swag when you save with amazing grace. I can do all things through Christ. I know he strengthens me If there was a love doctor He'd be the remedy I want him in me So praise him not me And yes he live in me So this is him not me Uh And yes he live in me So this is him not me And since he live in me Praise Him, not me, pour it out, pour out your spirit, Lord, we need revival people stuck in their ways worshiping these idols open their ass so it's you they see show them the meaning of victory you paid the price on calvary now i believe you'll have in me his glory he show it whenever he near i know it wherever he lead i'm going my life but i live it (laughs) forward. love does not quit love stays the same what will you say when love calls your name (laughs) So he want us to trust in him with all our heart, lean out on our own, understand. But it's not. (laughs) So this, this, I just lean on the Lord, you know. So this song right here, I'm gonna gonna let y'all know who God is to me. Hey look, he my kickstand, he my, he my kickstand. He my kickstand, he my, he my kickstand. He my kickstand, he my, he my kickstand. I be leaning on the Lord cause I'm for his plan. He my kickstand, he my, he my kickstand. He my kickstand, he my, he my kickstand. He my kickstand, he my, he my kickstand. I say he's fully God and fully man. Hey look, hey look, our Father, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done God we thank you for your son God we thank you for this gift Full of joy I'm shouting All because my mustard seed I'm moving all my mountains And no I'm never doubting Cause the Lord he is my rock He's my shepherd he's my healer Let me tell you what he's not No he's not going nowhere Keep him right here in my heart He gonna be here till the end Cause he been here from the start Alpha and Omega Beginning in the end Romans 6, 11, count myself dead to sin, I'm alive, cause he alive, he didn't stay there when he died, yes, the devil's been defeated, victory, winning side, prince of peace, king of glory, T-R-U-E story, yes, I know my father, and know this ain't no more, it's joy up in his hands, fully God and fully man, I be leaning on the Lord, cause he my kickstand. <laughs> Hey look, he my kickstand, he my he my kickstand, he my kickstand, he my he my kickstand, he my kickstand, he my he my kickstand I be leaning on the Lord cause I'm for his plan He my kickstand, he my he my kickstand He my kickstand, he my he my kickstand He my kickstand, he my he my kickstand I say he's fully God and fully man, I know he saw my hurt. He took away the pain. Now to live is Christ. And to die is gain. He washed my sins away. Since they left a crimson stain. Now it all makes sense. And I ain't talking about no change. I'll never be the same. You see and living proof. The devil is a liar. Cause I know that he the truth. He the way. He the life. My joy and my delight. I be leaning on the Lord. My kickstand like a bike. Ayy. <laughs> Ayy, love. I Ay, love. He my kickstand, he my he my kickstand, he my kickstand, he my he my kickstand, he my kickstand, he my he my kickstand I be leaning on the Lord cause I'm for his plan He my kickstand, he my he my kickstand He my kickstand, he my he my kickstand He my kickstand, he my he my kickstand I say he's fully God What else? Thank you, guys.
0: Hey, Dennis. All right, I'd love it if you pray for us. Uh, Can you believe this man? Maybe (laughs) ever like had a reason not to smile? Because I don't believe it. Uh, He's uh, we've seen Dennis around. He has the joy of the Lord. He has the joy of his salvation. Uh, And uh, I just pray that I, I ask you to pray for us just to release that.
1: Amen. So Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for who you are most of all in our lives, Lord. We thank you for choosing us and pulling us out of darkness, Lord, and seeing fit, Lord, to to introduce us to your son, Lord, and sending and your son, Lord. We thank you for securing our salvation in our hearts, Lord. We ask that you increase your love in our hearts for you, Father. We ask that you enable us to love you, Lord. The only way that we can love you is if this love comes from you, Father. So. We ask that you bless person, bless every person here, Lord, and that you increase the capacity of faith in each person's hearts here, Lord, that you increase the capacity to love each other, Lord. Jesus said that we will, they will know that we are your disciples by the way we love each other, Father. So I ask that, that each one of us here loves each other, not just in front of each other, but as we go out into the world, Lord, and, and that you enable each person here to be a light for your kingdom, Father. And I just praise and bless your holy name in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, God.
0: That's good. Micah, you come up too. All right, Micah's gonna intro and do a song.
2: Awesome. Cool. I don't have a rap, but that was that was amazing. <laughs> wow. You just play the music again. I'll try something else. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Alright, cool. Uh, who's ever had an awesome encounter with God that just left you feeling amazing? Just raise your hand. Hopefully everyone. There's, there's a point in our life where God just blows our mind. And then it's awesome because uh, we just have these awesome stories. And this is a story about the time after those times. You know, there's a lot of times when we go out and we have an amazing experience with God. I grew up in missions. My parents are missionaries in, in YWAM. And they, they uh, have been ministering in India for the last 25 years. Praise Jesus. And uh, I grew up there. I, uh, I spent all my life in the mission field. And then uh, after that, I went to Australia for four years and became a missionary of my own. And it was pretty awesome. And, uh, and I tell you what, I have story after story of God's faithfulness. But I want to talk to you about the story after those stories happened. Because a lot of us think that it's all about that moment. And then when the things don't happen the same level afterwards, is God left us? Has, has he abandoned us? And uh, my story is that uh, two years ago, I, I came back here. I'm actually going to University Northwestern right now. And uh, after so much fire, it's it's awesome university. Um, <laughs> after so much fire there, you know, it's, it's coming back down to earth a little bit and feeling like, all right, is, is all that story, is all that stuff just back then, was that, was that over? Is that over now? And there's a lot of moments when there's a lot of struggle. There's a lot of, uh, of, of deep uh, soul searching. And I want to share with you a verse that's really been convicting me a lot lately. It's um, 2 it's Corinthians 12, and it's uh, verse 7. It uh, starts, it goes, Therefore, in order to keep me from being conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness, and therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And so uh, I'm going to play you a song. This is a song that I wrote about uh, a guy named Peter. Who knows Peter in the Bible? He's a good guy. Um, the best part about Peter is uh, he was kind of an idiot. I love him. <laughs> but uh, we're all kind of idiots, aren't we? And, uh, and, and this, this guy, Peter, he... Um, Sorry to say that, but we are. And uh, this guy, Peter, he was, he was one of the biggest idiots because he just—he kept on thinking, I know, I know what Jesus is on about. I know I, know I love him. I'm going to care for him. I'm going to be faithful to him. And at the time when Jesus was needing him the most to show up, he totally ran. He fled. And you know, there's moments where in my life, after all that God's done for me, that's my response to him too, is I run away. I don't, uh, I don't respond in the way that God expects me to and I think he wants me to. And, and so the question is, what do I do then? What happens when I've denied Christ three times? You know, that's something serious, I think, that we all have to consider. Like, what's, what's going to happen if, if we do something so bad? Like, is God going to forgive us then? And the coolest part about it is that Jesus knows where we're going. He knows what we're going to do. And he loves us in the sin, and he brings us out of that sin. And not only that, but he meets us how many times we've failed. He, he brings us back that many times. Remember how many times Jesus said to Peter afterwards, do you love me? It was three times. Three times after Peter denied him three times. And so Jesus knows exactly what we're going through. He knows all the pain that we're going through, and he wants to restore us perfectly and, and more fully than that. And I know that afterwards, Peter certainly learned his lesson. He wasn't the same man after those three times being restored. This is a song about Peter and about me and about you, and I hope you enjoy it.
3: Well, I watched you as He took you through the gate. Your hands were tied but there was love on your face. I followed slowly on oh my hands, are shaken three times, and then I forsaken you. I slip in away. But I cursed the fact I knew you were right. When you said that I would leave you on that night. Turned and fled in fear of what you saw When it came down like a wrecking ball Destroying my foolish pride Cause there was no way that I could escape And there was no way that I could Ever run away from your, your embrace So I sailed the seas in search of solitude I was seeking solace in the place where I met you Cause I have fought these fears I've let me drown and lost my faith Can't be found Oh, without you Through the mist I thought I saw you on the shore But it was John who called out, Peter it's the Lord I know my heart was swimming in the waves But when you spoke, I heard you say, My son, do you love me more? I didn't know that you knew best Or how to love me in the end And never run away from your, your embrace But as I fall to my knees, I hear you sing over me. Well, your heart will find the truth, because I, I I have prayed for you. And for you, I've prayed for you. Oh, won't you come back home Cause like a sheep I have been led astray I've been given time to search out my own ways Oh but in the end you know that I'll return And slowly I will surely learn That you are all that you claim Oh God that you are all that you claim you are all oh, that you claim Thank you, amen. Uh,
2: how, many,
0: uh, was, how many of you have, have experienced that before? Maybe coming off of a, like a spiritual high or maybe a place you've been that was really good and, and you've experienced maybe that, that lull. Can you, can you relate with that? Yeah. How many of you would say that, that you're, you're in a place like that right now? Or may, yeah. Would, uh, would you just raise your hands and, and I, I'd ask the people that are around you, if you're comfortable with this, just to, to pray for you. Cause that's, uh, that's something I've experienced and um, working at a Bible camp, coming, coming off the summer and being like, man, what, what am I doing? Uh, I just thought God do great things. Uh, your whole life, man, and, and now. Um, and so uh, just if if there's someone near you with their their hand raised, I'd, I ask you just to, to lay your hands on them, and, and Micah's going to pray for us uh, and just pray for, for God to come.
2: Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for your love, just your love for us that we don't even realize sometimes, God, until we've fallen so far and we're just wondering, God, I thank you that in, in that moment, in that brokenness, God, that you meet us there. And so, Father, I pray that you'd meet us in our broken places, God. You see our hearts for what they are. Lord, you know how weak and fragile we are. We promise that we'll love you, and then sometimes, God, we just leave you and, and deny you. And, Lord, I thank you that you are not phased. You're not even worried about us, God, because you love us, and you know your love will win us back, God. And so I pray that each one of us will respond back to that love, God, right now, That that covenantal faithfulness, God, that we don't even understand. God, fully, but I, I pray right now that you'd unveil that love again in our hearts, Lord, that you'd remind us of your, your Hesed, God, your love, your un, unfailing love for us, God, that, that brings us back to restoration, God, and helps us never want to leave again. So I pray, God, for all the prodigal sons, God, and all the prodigal daughters, Lord, that you would bring us back in our hearts, God, to a place where we can worship you freely, knowing, God, that in our brokenness, in our weakness, you are glorified, and so we give you glory, God, in our brokenness. And in this time of pain and struggle, God, we just praise you all the more. And we want to lift up just a shout of praise, God, knowing that you are faithful to us, God. You are faithful even when we are faithless. And so we trust you, Jesus. We love you. Amen.
0: uh We, uh, we have the privilege of having uh, many people go overseas or, or do different things from our community because that's uh, what uh, part of what God has called us to is, is sending people out um, and and you guys get all stirred up and excited. We all get stirred up and excited about what God is doing, and we go and um, we want to b- be there and to support you guys when you come back because it is. Um, and so I, I bless you, Michael, for that. that was, thank you very much, uh, Gina. Come on up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. That's good. <laughs> all right.
4: So
5: testimony about me. Titled waiting and being still so being still as an extrovert is a bit hard for me Setting aside time for the Lord Alone is hard because I genuinely love being around people and with people people all the time. Oh, yeah (laughs) But honestly, I'm finding out being with him and knowing what his heart beats for is what I'm really here for I was made to discover and unravel the man Christ Jesus and so Right now I've been wrestling for years about purpose slash calling in life. I've recently been going back and forth with the nursing and full-time ministry like becoming a full-time evangelist. I want to be wise in my decisions, not my own wisdom, but from the Lord. So I feel like in this season of my life, it's a process of stilling my soul and asking Jesus questions and even looking into my heart and asking myself questions like, What's your dream job? Where do you see yourself in five years? really asking God how he has wired me and where he wants me in the now. Yes, there is a future, but future uh, future stuff gets me a bit nervous. Uh, can I get an amen with that, right? Future stuff. <laughs> right? The future is great, but when it's a constant thing you think about, it can consume you and you can become worried. So with my season of life, I'm testifying that it's okay to wait on him. Lingering in his presence and really asking the deep questions is okay. Discern when it's the moment to step out, but ask God questions. Ask him. He wants to know you and know every detail of you. He already knows the details, but he loves when you share them with him. He really cares. He's not frustrated with you when you come to him multiple times with the same questions or even the same struggles. He wants to be, He wants to help you so much. He's your security and confidence. In Proverbs 3.26, says it says, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. He will not trip you up. I'm learning a lot this season. It's frustrating, but in the midst of it, he's my leader and guide, and all I need to do is trust in him and know that he has it all put together and not me. So that's what I'm kind of going through. But yeah, woo. hallelujah. <laughs>
0: Gina, I think you, uh, i I think you do a good job of making it seem like you got it all figured out. <laughs> um, we're gonna, I'll have Gina pray for us. That's that's common for, uh, for us, right? We're young, we're trying to figure it all out, get wrapped up in trying to figure it all out. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pray for us, yeah. Gina.
5: Uh, God, we just thank you so much for. Um, just community, Austin, for the young adults here, God, and I pray that the people that are wrestling with just purpose and calling and life situations, God, I thank you, Lord, that they can come to you and ask the deep questions, Lord, that because you care about everyone here so much, you've wired everyone so uniquely and individually, Lord, and I pray right now, God, that you would speak to people's hearts right now, the ones who are questioning, "Why am I here? What am I really here to do?" God, Lord, I pray that you would encounter them right now with your presence and encounter them right now with your wisdom your words, your discerning voice, God, let it let it not be any other thing but you, Jesus. Lord, I pray for your peace right now to fulfill and sustain people's minds and hearts right now, God. I pray that if there's any worry or fear, that it just be broken right now in Jesus' name. I pray that your presence would prevail in people's lives, God, that people would know that they're here to worship you, to love others, Lord, and um, that you would uh, just speak to them, show them what they're made to do beyond just you, Jesus. Show them where they're meant to be for workplace, God, where they're meant to, to go to school, God, where they're meant to hang out with friends, God, wherever it is, God. Thank you for your discerning words, your discerning voice, God. So, thank you, Jesus, for speaking to the hearts right now, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.
0: <laughs> we also, I just speak against the, all the fear of, of missing out on what God has for us and, and being worried that if we don't um, analyze it or figure it out, that. We're gonna lose it, and we're gonna miss it, because um, on on the one hand we have getting so wrapped up in 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 like paralysis of knowing what to do, and then on the other hand sometimes you just jump on everything, and and it's 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 waiting is the right word, because um, we're waiting for the Lord to to direct us and move us, and um, and yet we wanna we wanna step out in faith, and so uh, I just pray for wisdom from God above. In in how to handle those transitions and those decisions, um, to not be caught in paralysis, but not to to run after everything, but to to know his will and to do it. Good. Good. Yeah, Alex, brother
6: Alex. <laughs> <the> bus, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been called brother Alex before. <laughs> Brother. Uh, tonight I'm going to speak about <laughs> thank you I don't know who said that but thank you very much Andrew thank you so much. oh A- Adam I thought you were pointing to yourself Andrew um, Kat Nakora I'm sorry I never emailed called or texted you back but here's my scripture to go with this <laughs> it's from Psalm 19 starting at verse 7 the law of the Lord is perfect reviving the soul The testimony of the Lord is sure, making the wise simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. So I'm talking about obedience. Thank you, Nate. Oh, thank you. I'm getting a lot of compliments. This is crazy. So I spent a long, long, long time in my life living in disobedience to God. I actually really have only been walking with the Lord maybe four or five years now. I'm not going to get into all of that tonight. If you want stories, you can ask me later about all the stupid things I did except to tell you three basic facts about who I am without Christ, and that's that I am uh, arrogant, obstinate, and impatient. So those things might help you understand the story a little better. But uh, obedience to God involves a lot of things. It involves stress. It involves leaving things behind. It involves doing things you don't want to. But every time, it's worth it. And the first really, really, really tangible story I have of this happened in the fall of 2011 when God told me to quit my job and go to seminary. Sounds like a good idea. It was a good idea, looking back at it. But, uh, yeah, this had been going on for a little while. Uh, I knew I was supposed to be leaving the job, leaving my field entirely, I felt like. Uh, probably for a year before I actually quit. And I thought that I was going to be going back to school to be an engineer. I even had toured several schools. I had applications in. And then they all started coming back denied, admission denied everywhere, all over the place. And, uh, yeah. So I got very confused about this. And I prayed it over, and I was honestly pretty angry in my prayer. Uh, teaching point, I'm going to try not to teach tonight, but be honest with God in your prayers, with your emotions, because he already knows anyway, and he'll honor your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> so, where am I in here? That's uh, that's when he told me to go to seminary, it was the morning after that prayer, and After a process of vetting different schools and looking around, I determined I'd go to the Master's Institute. Uh, Some of you here know a little bit about that. Ask Andrew. He's a student. Uh, Ben Fisher graduated from there. So it was not the longest process. I started the application process in maybe May and started classes in August, but it didn't go exactly as planned, and since I'm impatient, this was really, really getting on me. It came down to be the week before classes were starting, and I still didn't know if I was accepted. And I ended up having a meeting on, I believe it was Thursday, I went after work to Caribou, met with the dean and one of the other administrators to discuss whether or not I was coming to school. And the final decision was made, it was a yes, and classes started the Wednesday after that. And at this point, I still had a full-time job, and they had no idea I was even considering leaving the job. And I like to leave places on good terms. So I was pretty worried about this. Uh, Friday morning, I walked in. I had a letter typed up in my hand with all my terms, you know, saying I'm leaving, this is voluntary. I'd like to continue a professional relationship, all of that stuff. And we were having, we used to have a Friday morning tech meeting. So we were in that meeting, and I was just like, hands shaking completely almost crumpled up the letter it was just terrible nervous thinking what are they going to do to me when i tell them this i've been here two and a half years they treat me really well they like having me around are they just going to be angry i figured either they were going to say okay you know work out the rest of your time that's fine or they were going to say get your stuff and get out right now but it didn't go either of those ways it went a third way entirely i really didn't expect it but they were very 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 understanding and very happy for me actually uh... turns out and i knew this but it didn't show in their lives not to be judgmental but uh... both the owner and my manager at the company i was working for were believers and they were like Yeah, we could tell that you, as good of an employee as you were, you weren't really supposed to be here all that much longer, but we weren't going to fire you because you were a good employee. (laughs) Yeah, right? So, yeah, they were really happy. They blessed me in it. They even uh, immediately, they were offering me part-time work, which I was not able to take because God had told me to leave the field entirely, which meant no part-time work. And they even within, I think within an hour after my telling them, they had my replacement hired to start the day after I left. And it just worked out really, really well for them as well as for me. So that is my first big story of obedience. I have lots and lots of others that have come throughout the year, or years after that. It's been more than a year now. <laughs> um, if you want to hear some of them, you can ask me later. They're, it's always a rush. It's always cool. It's always a little bit stressful. And a lot of times it happens at the last minute. But God always comes through when you obey his voice. So that is that story. I have to put a disclaimer on this now. I'm not telling you to go quit your job and go into ministry. Um, I went through a lot of wise counsel before I made the final decision to even start looking at schools, and it takes a long time, it's a very life-changing decision, so don't just go out and do it because you think one night in prayer you heard to. And I actually have been called back to the workplace since, but it's a desire of mine that I had to do bivocational ministry instead of supporting myself off of the ministry, so I'm very very happy. it was almost as hard to come back as it was to leave, but it was being obedient to God uh,
0: that's that's encouraging uh, even that obedience to go back <laughs> you know after you you stepped into that um. would you pray for us for courage yeah because that's O- obedience, that takes courage. It does. It took courage. And wise counsel,
6: that's wise. But <laughs> Thank you. Wise counsel is wise. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> that was prophetic. Thing Amazing. <laughs> wise of the simple, right? Yeah. Father, thank you for your voice. Thank you that you call us to things, that you have a plan for our lives, and that you are able, through your word and through and speaking to us directly to tell us what it is. I ask that we can have the courage to follow through on what we're hearing, to be obedient to you even when it's scary, even when it's something that it sounds like we would rather not do, or when it's something we're having to give up that we really enjoy doing. I pray for everyone here to be able to clearly hear your voice. Those who aren't hearing anything, that they could hear something. Those who are hearing but not sure that you would confirm it's you. And those who know they need to make a move but can't seem to do it, give them the courage to obey your word, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Uh,
0: yeah, is there any, anybody right now uh, in in life uh, maybe facing one of those those times where you... Uh, well, he hit on a couple of things there in prayer that I, I really feel like are on God's heart um, because as I've, as I've talked with people, as I've... I've, I've uh, many people are going through those where maybe, maybe right now you... You you aren't hearing the voice of the Lord. Um, you don't think that you're hearing him. You want to, but um, and maybe you're even seeking him on on things really hard, and and that's not something that's coming. Or or maybe you're just really unsure of your ability to hear him. Um, if if that's you, would you raise your hand? We want to come around you and 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 those that uh, need uh, are looking to be obedient. You want to be obedient, and and you're just you're in a, a place of uh, making that decision to to follow the Lord and. Um, if, if that's you right now, we want to um, support you in prayer and, and uh, I'll have Alex again just pray for you guys. Um, Paul, the apostle, talks about in the first chapter of Romans, he says that um, through Jesus Christ, he and, and the other apostles received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of um, the nations. And so it, it's something that, that God gives grace to bring about the obedience of faith. And, and Alex is a man that, even just in his stories and in his life, is, has walked in obedience, has sought to walk in obedience. Um, the law of the Lord is perfect, you know. And so I'm gonna I just going to pray for you guys. And, and uh, thank
6: you. Father, I ask again that we could clearly hear your voice. Uh, We can see by the fact that there are hands raised that there are some of us here who want to, but don't necessarily feel that we are. Father, I know from my own experience that even when we don't think so, we are hearing your voice and you're directing our ways. Send confirmation. Send ministering spirits. Send words that will make it absolutely certain that they're hearing your voice and not their own head and not the voices of the outside world. And, Father, for those here with their hands raised who are hearing you, who need to make a move but can't seem to do it, build them up with courage. Pour your Holy Spirit into them, Lord. Bring us courage to act, courage to act on your word. Thank you, Father. Amen.
0: Cool. Thank you, Alex. (laughs)
1: Good?
0: Kara, do you want to come up? <laughs>
4: <laughs> come on down. Okay. All glory to him, not me. Okay. <laughs> that's good. That's true. That's true. I'm going to read off this so I don't go two hours. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I would. My name is Kara Hayden, and I live here. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> of course I do. Okay. <clears throat> is this like really too close? Okay. God is our refuge and strength, a tested help in times of trouble, and we need not fear even if the world blows up. Psalm 46. <laughs> It's a little giggle for you. You can laugh. It's the Bible, but it's Jesus has a sense of humor. Um, Have you ever dreamed about the future or made plans for reaching a goal? I think we all have, but as we know, it doesn't always work like that. And it doesn't always turn out the way that we think it will. God often has a way of twisting and molding us into who he wants us to be for his greater purpose no matter how much it hurts us at the time. This has happened to me a lot and one particular moment happened while I was up north on vacation. I heard that my dad was going to the doctor and that he might have some sort of indigestion when really he was seriously ill. And I ended up leaving the camp that I was staying at and I was told that he did not have much time to live. And this was definitely not part of my plan but it was the beginning of a life-changing journey that was extremely difficult, but overflowing with blessings. After the doctor gave my family and I the news that no one wanted to hear, we began to learn a lot more about pancreatic cancer as he was diagnosed with that. Um, We learned more than we ever cared to know. Everything we learned stated that this was one of the worst cancers to have and that most patients die within a few weeks or a month. My dad had a 12-hour surgery in the next week, and the surgeons removed the cancerous tumor. Um, The recovery was really tough, but God provided each step of the way. My dad was told that he needed to have chemo, even though they believed that they had gotten all the cancer, and after one treatment, he ended up in the hospital again with even more severe conditions and reactions which they believe were due to more chemo and so it was recommended that he stop that but then begin another type of chemo which had worse side effects and minimal benefits so after a lot of prayer um, and just trying to see what was happening god definitely closed the door and we just trusted god that he would heal my dad Um, that next sunday we went to a service at church and did what it says in James 5 and anointed him with oil and the elders prayed over him. Um, And because of um, many, many prayers and God's intervention and healing hand, my dad was healed. Yeah, yeah. That's Jesus. Um, And it's been three and a half years and he's sitting there tonight. So, (laughs) yeah. So he was, and then he was able to share with the doctors too. And it was crazy. Um, This—that's when this phrase came to really made sense to me. When Jesus is all you have, you realize He's all you need. Um, and I've always heard that your testimony comes from a test that you're given. And even though I had s- uh, some sorts of tests growing up. Um, I kind of thought the majority of my testimony would come from the year I dedicated to Youth at the Mission, um, or YWAM. And I went, I spent the whole year, I was spending in Mexico, Dominican Republic, Haiti, Ecuador. Um, and I saw God work in incredible ways, like changed my life completely. Um, and although de- God definitely grew my faith during that time, the surprise kind of came more when I came home. And that's when my testimony really came and a lot of testing happened. There's no doubt that God rocked my world in YWAM. He gave me a huge loss, a huge passion for the loss that I still have. And then I re- reluctantly entered college with less than an enthusiastic, my parents were like, amen. Like, they forced, and not forced me, but they were definitely like, you need to go. And I was like, heck no. Um, uh, Just, (laughs) I was less than enthusiastic attitude. And finding it really hard to believe that God wanted me to sit in a classroom when uh, I could be sharing his love in the mission field. And no one really in Mexico goes to college. So I was like, why would I go there? (laughs) I have the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, Yeah. But just wait. Little did I know that God was going to use this chapter in my life to really refine me and strengthen my relationship with him. And during this time of testing, I learned how to totally rely on God and trust him more than I ever did before in my life. The school year started with a ton of hard transitions. I missed all my friends from YWAM, and I didn't even care to be in college. I was like, why would I make new friends? I already have them back in Mexico. And I dealt with a ton of just unhealthy relationships from the past years, um, especially with men and like abusive junk, roommate stresses, um, academic struggles, health concerns that impacted each part of my day and my sleep at night. I was also struggling with the fact that my dad had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer before he, appealed, he appeared to be healed, but then this was a deadly type of cancer, so I was still doubting it, like, what would it even look like if my dad just passed away and I'm this freshman who's struggling with all this stuff? So, uh, added to this, I had the normal, quote-unquote normal, freshman struggles and the feelings of being misplaced with the college environment. Even though I thought that I was not in a good place, I was just in the place that God wanted me to be. I persevered through the first semester, and the day after the day after my first my last final, when most students are looking forward to the long-awaited Christmas break, I was going in for surgery. Um, I had acquired a bunion from dancing and running and injuries in high school, and I put off the surgery as long as possible, and. I knew that it wouldn't be fun, a fun break from school, but I didn't really realize how difficult it would be. Um, I found out that I was sensitive not only to the anesthesia, but to every single other type of pain medicine that they gave me. And I had a series of reactions of puking and swollenness and redness and gross things um, that I ended up in the emergency room that Christmas Eve. So but praise the lord i didn't end up staying there for christmas day they took me off all my pain medicines and even though that was really really hard and it made it difficult to sleep i was still happy to be out of the misery of the pain medicines i headed back to school exhausted on crutches in minnesota winter and moved in with a new roommate and a new quad where i didn't know anyone things went from bad to worse when i Became really, really sick from all the lack of sleep, not being able to sleep, being in so much pain. And then all the stress in my new classes. I wandered into the nurse's office, and they tested me for mono, and I tested positive. I was a mess. Like, <laughs> it was not pretty. Um, <laughs> my parents laugh, but they're like, amen. Um, yeah. Wow, I was n- looking forward to the day where I could finally get these dumb like screws and this fixator out of my foot and walk normal and run because I was like addicted to running. Um, so then, long story short, the day came where it was a whole new beginning. Cha- beginning of a new chapter of testing. I went to the doctors to get the fixator out of my foot and. They took them all out and a screw broke off, which, according to the doctor, quote unquote never happens. (laughs) First time, you know, for everything. I like to do that to doctors. Um, So he took an x ray, which had like half the screw in my foot, and they're like, oh, you can't, you can't like operate on that. That's too swollen. So we'll have to wait like a year. And I was like, okay. But no worries, (laughs) more character building, as my parents (laughs) say. So I continued to have this pain on top of all of this, which was really hard for me. Like, it's hard for anyone, but I'm super, super active, and I just love, love, love being active and people. And so when I was just like, let me just sit here for another year, like, not happy with Jesus at that point. So all these factors added to the physical issues escalated into a very difficult season in my life. And so I had always been like a really positive person and overall just found joy super, super easily. But I slipped into a really big time of depression. And that just, which brought more concerns. There was nothing anyone could really do to make it better. And I had been praying and like drawing near to God and I wasn't really mad at Him, but I was more just like, where's the joy in life and how could God put me in this hard place? and kind of like michael was saying like that after point slash a hundred times um more (laughs) and so my family struggled a lot during this time and they're awesome shout out to them and i was just like like nothing they could do or buy or say to me could make it better um but and i knew only god could give it to give me that joy back so i struggled a lot during that time And none of us really knew what we could do but pray. But then one morning, I just announced, like, I came back down the stairs, and I remember vividly, I was just like, I'm back! I'm choosing joy! And I'm sick of being defined by my circumstances! Um, And so not that, like, my life magically changed, like, whoa, 360, right after that day. But my attitude definitely did, and I just gave all my circumstances and trusted God to be enough in my life. And there's no doubt that God is still at work in my life, and I'm still learning and growing as God works all all the details. The doctors did take out the other part of the broken screw last December, and i've adjusted to college and i'm even like finding satisfaction and earning my degrees too yeah i know jesus does things that is crazy like that um and god has shown me that he uses all my gifts and skills and he's developing all of them for his glory and ministry and my other physical concerns are slowly being resolved And now I'm able to recognize that I can't live with the guilt from my past mistakes. And not only has God refined me during this time, but he's also given me a way to share his love. Not only do I have the realization of how difficult some of these things I experienced are, but I can give others the hope that is found in Jesus during these hard times. I've also been able to share that God is my hope in very hard times as others Others want or wonder. They're like, "How do you have joy during this time?" And I'm pointing it all to him. So finally, wrapping all up, I learned that God is a God <clears throat> is at work to grow our faith in Him when we serve Him in other countries as well as we do the quote-unquote normal life here or anywhere that we're called to. And the test that He allows, that He so kindly lets us go through. He brings clarity to our beliefs, and he strengthens our ability to trust in him. And he doesn't waste our suffering. I'm so passionate about this. Like, he uses it. He uses it to help us know him and to make him known to other people. And there's no doubt that when our life falls apart and when all we have is Jesus, we find it true to be, like, he's all that we need. And my new saying, and I know my parents kind of have said this growing up too, is trust and obey and get out of God's way. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. We're running low on time, for Yeah, English that's support. good. <laughs> <laughs> you on this back? No. No?
0: We're running low on time, brother.
4: I might go.
0: Yeah, I I wish. We will. should we receive? Um, Katie. Would Katie like to come up?
7: Hello, my name is Katie Rankins, and I am just going to share a brief testimony. Um. Andy and I live in an apartment, and we have been able to have um, a few encounters with the neighbor across, right across the hall from us. And um, it is a, a single woman and her um, teenage son. And um, every time that we have, you know, briefly talked or sometimes even in length in passing, it just hasn't seemed like she is doing well at all, and just really heavy. And I don't think that they are. Believers, they have some sort of faith, but I don't think that they have fully put their hope and trust in the Lord. Um, And so we have just been, you know, talking back and forth periodically when we see them. Well, um, just before Thanksgiving, I ended up making some um, pumpkin bread and banana bread um, to bring home to my family for the holidays. And um, I had an extra loaf and just felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, why don't you bring it over next door and just bless them and let that minister to them. And this is a story that is so small, seemingly small, but it's a story of obedience and of love. And, um, and so I was actually, I was kind of nervous about it because it, sometimes it's scary to like even do little things and go out and share the gospel. Um, and so I we've talked to them about, Andy and I have talked to them about the Lord before. But anyway, I was packing and getting ready to go and I just felt like God was saying, go right now, go right now. And so I was like, okay, here we go. So I just threw my hair in a ponytail and like stepped across the hall and knocked on the door. And um, it was it was like probably 11:15 in the morning or so and um, the teenage boy answered, and um, I was like, hey, is your mom around? And he was just like, oh, she's, she's still in bed, and I was like, oh, well, okay. And so I have this little loaf of pumpkin bread, and I ended up grabbing a CD with, um, uh, actually, David Hassenberg gave me a bunch of the CDs, it's stories of like uh, oh. testimonies and songs on it, just a really great evangelism tool. Yeah. And so I had that with me, and I said, well, I, I know that every time we've talked to you, life hasn't been easy, but I just wanted to encourage you and give you this loaf of bread, and um, I know that we've talked to you about the Lord, but we love Jesus, and the CD has stories of testimonies of what God has done in people's lives and music, and um, so happy Thanksgiving, and I hope that this can encourage you, and it it was like the words just flew so naturally out of my mouth, and um, he he, I think he was just so stunned that like somebody was blessing him and just giving him a gift. He didn't even say thank you. He just like took the loaf and the CD and was like, well, have a nice day. And
8: uh,
3: <laughs>
7: I think it was just so shocked. Like, whoa, nobody's ever done this before. And so I was like, yeah. And I just turned around and walked back into our apartment. And <laughs> um, I... I just walked into our room and got down on my knees and just started praying for them. And so um, I know that sometimes stuff like that is um, hard to do, but it's obedience when we feel that prompting and it's so much, you know, the love of the Lord can just flow out of you so naturally sometimes when we're obedient. So um, I just encourage all of you in that as well, if you feel prompting, especially during the Christmas season, it's a great time of year to do that, so. Brandon wants me to pray for y'all, so I guess I can do that. <laughs> All right, well, Heavenly Father, I pray that if there is anybody on um, the people in this room, anybody on the hearts and minds of people here that they just know that they need to say something, um, Lord, thank you that it doesn't have to be a big conversion or anything huge, but even just sharing the love of Jesus is huge, God. And so I just ask that you would bring to mind um, people that pray that anyone here needs to minister love to during this season. We ask that you would do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, Paige. Paige, I have to
0: come up. Yeah. Just close.
8: So my testimony is about God's lavished love. So I'm just going to read it. The first time I wrote down my testimony, I was completing an assignment for Northwestern. And I was a transfer student, so it was my first time there. And I remember just thinking, I don't really have that good of a testimony. Um, I don't know what to write. So I just sat at the computer, and it was blank. And I sat there for hours, and I, I couldn't think of anything. So finally, I decided to call my mom and get the facts straight about my life. And that day, God's power and sovereignty finally became a reality in my heart and my mind. Before that time, I knew that God was my father because my biological father died when I was three. Um, And he he had been in a bad motorcycle accident and had a blood transfusion, which saved his life. But no one knew that the blood donated had HIV in it. So um, I didn't think that I was any different than anyone else because there's tons of people without mothers and fathers so I just thought that was normal and after getting the facts straight my misconceptions dissolved uh, misconception number one I'd always thought my father had contracted HIV after my birth and he had actually contracted it ten years before my birth so you can actually live up to ten years without any symptoms from HIV so um, after that, my younger brother Ian was born, and he was such a weak baby that they said, you know, what's wrong with him? And they tested him and found out he had HIV as well. Mm-hmm. So they had to test the whole family, and everyone had HIV except for me. So that is such a huge miracle. Um, soon after that, my, it was actually my birth month, October, around my birthday, um, both my brother, And my father died. And um, the only reason my mother survived was because they had caught it so quickly and because of the medication that they could give her and, of course, God's grace. Um, But so it was just me and my mom and my my half-brother. And the second misconception is I thought that I was an accident because I was an unplanned baby. Um, But that day, I finally understood that I was not an accident. It was a miracle that my dad could even have kids after his motorcycle accident because his injuries were so severe. Um, It was a miracle that I was born while my mom was on birth control, and it was a miracle that I did not contract HIV. More than 60 million people worldwide have contracted it, and every 10 minutes, someone contracts HIV. And more than 25 million people have died from it, and I was spared. So after that day, um, the way I live my life radically changed. I began hearing God's voice and having visions and dreams. Um, It was like I couldn't read scripture fast enough after that. Everything just became so real. And I did did that. I prayed and I worshipped not because I, I had to, not out of a religious spirit because I wanted to. Um, I quickly changed my major to ministry, despite telling God I would never do missions, especially in other countries. Um, And in the summer of 2012, I attended Radical Missionary School in Germany with Steiger International. And just recently, from April to September of this year, I traveled with Steiger preaching the gospel in six different countries. And I am now a full-time Steiger missionary doing what I love. And scripture, the words of Christ, have never been so alive to me as now. I've literally given up all I own to follow Him, including myself, because He spared my life. And there is much more to be said about my testimony and the transformation that I'm still going through, but all I can say is God is a loving Father who gives abundant life. And if you don't think you have a great testimony, look again. Each life, is evidence of God's extravagant love, a magnificent gift freely given, bought and paid for at a costly price. We are each a result of God's lavished love. So 1 John 3, 1, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. In Romans 8, 28 and 32, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? So let's just pray now and thank the Lord for these great testimonies. Dear Father, Abba, thank you so much for each life in this room, God. Thank you that we each have a story because it's your story, and you've created us and formed us, and you know our thoughts. You know when we sit and when we stand and when we sleep and when we wake and you sustain us, God. And I just pray that you would continue to move in your power and we would be able to just share every day in in the great things that you're doing in our lives. A testimony is not just the past and it's not now and it's not just in the future. It's it's the whole shebang. So, Lord, I thank you that... um, there's still be growing to do, and I thank you that you ultimately are the one glorified. I know sometimes we can see all these people stand up and give testimonies and compare our own or feel like we're not good enough or, you know, all those things. But, God, you are working in each one of us. You have placed your spirit in each one of us. We're, we're pregnant with your spirit, God. And so I just ask that your love would fall down upon us, We would know how much you have lavished your love upon us, Lord. I always think of it as like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with tons of whatever you like on it. So if you like peanut butter, it's really lavished on there. (laughs) So, Lord, I just pray that you would be with us tonight and um, you would speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Uh, So we... uh, that concludes our night of testimonies, and I thank God for being able to hear these wonderful people's stories and um, what God is doing. We, uh, I would love it um, right now just to move into a time of prayer and ministry down here. We we did run a little bit late, but I, I would encourage you before uh, before getting out of here, before going upstairs to the uh, the newbie meeting or, or something, find somebody next to you and um, just. Uh, Share with them the, the things that you, you're thankful for that God has done in your life and, and rejoice together a little bit. Um, so, yeah, pair up with, uh, um, if, if you're comfortable um, with the people that you're around, uh, pair up with them if, if you want to be with a guy and you're a guy or a girl with your girl. But um, just pair up and, and pray and just, yeah, acknowledge before each other, this is what God has done in my life even, and um, the, just the thankfulness that you have for uh, your salvation, for um, his being
6: I have one thing to add to that. God wants to give us good gifts in this
2: Christmas time. Think of one thing you would like God to do for you
6: over the next few weeks. Uh, One fruitful thing that you would like God to do for you over the next few weeks. And share that with the people that you group together with and pray into that. You have not because you ask not. He is a good Father, and He gives good gifts to those who ask. So let's believe that now and find somebody
2: to press in with.